Welcome to MMA FanCast. I'm your host, Luke, and I'm joined by the youngest fighter I've ever had on the show, 13-year-old Jaden Palombine. Jaden, welcome. Hi. It is great having you on the show. I call you a fighter because you are sitting in front of all your awards and things. You've done a ton of mixed martial arts or martial arts that are mixed um, because you haven't done an MMA fight yet, obviously, because of your age. But you have a BJJ um, match coming up here in Clearwater, Florida. You're going to be flying down. It's a big, big event. Um, So I want to talk to you about a bunch of different things. But first off, if you're okay with me jumping in, I have a list here that says that your BJJ record at 13 years of age overall since you've started is 187 wins and seven losses, 186 of those 187 wins come by submission. Can we talk about that? How have you had so many matches in BJJ? Can we jump in on that question? Yeah, um, when I was younger, I just like flew out to every tournament I can. Okay. And it was fun to compete. I just enjoyed it a lot. Certainly, certainly. And you started jujitsu when you were um, looking here, I think you were five? Yeah. Five. Okay. Um, and given the rate of your finishing, um, what what leads to so many finishes? I mean, 186 finishes out of 187 wins. Uh, arm bar. I really uh, like the bars? Yeah, I really like the arm bar. Gotcha. Fast and quick. Fast and quick. Okay. That's wonderful. Um, I, I don't want to ask too many specific questions due to the fact that I know you've got a match coming up, but um, have you pulled the armbar off from you being on mount as opposed to the defensive armbar? Have you used it offensively uh, when you were in mount? Yes. Okay. Sometimes the spinning armbar or whatever where you're on top and you turn and fall back, the falling back. Yeah. Okay. I like – I, I usually do that off of a sit-up sweep. I sit-up sweep them, then I get on mount and do it. From oh, there. if you scissor sweep them, then you – so you have done it from mount. Okay, great. Yeah. Obviously, you're super, uh, you're, you're super experienced. Um, have you been primarily gi or no gi? And what uh, rule set is this match coming up uh, March 21st? Um, uh, the match is in gi. But I started off with no. I started off with D, and then once we found out about Nogi, I gave it a shot, and it started from there. So I've just been doing Nogi. So you've been doing Nogi for a while, but this match is in Gi. Gotcha. Yeah. And obviously, traditionally speaking, as you know, and as you advance up the ranks of Jiu-Jitsu, all the the traditional Jiu-Jitsu belts and all are done through Gi, as you know. But uh, clearly. Um, I think as an MMA fan, and this is an MMA show, I think that Nogi is brilliant. And I'm so glad more people are doing it and hosting it. Naga has had it for a while now because Nogi really gives uh, MMA um, options, you know, more of an MMA. And speaking of Nogi, what do you like the best about Gi? If you, because clearly this match is Gi, so what do you like about gi when you're in no gi? What do you kind of miss about gi? Uh, grips. Grips? Yeah. I, with takedowns, I like grabbing, like onto something instead of trying to have to like 
hook into something, grab the wrist. I'd rather grab onto something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I was thinking that you, you gave a real direct answer to that. I think that's one of the challenges sometimes when, when black belts, I've seen a couple black belt adults enter um, amateur MMA for the very first time. And oftentimes you could kind of tell that they're not used to um, not getting those grips, those collar grips and drags and all that, that stuff. I do think um, for like a street ready self-defense type gi has a lot more realistic collars and things that you can use in a real self-defense situation that you can't use in MMA. So I know you've been doing a bunch and we'll get back to the jujitsu match you've got coming up. That's very important. But I also know that you've been doing um, karate, wrestling, um, and now you've started in MMA. So I'm going to take each one of those separately because you've got so much experience. Um, karate. You've been doing karate since you were three. You're still in it. Uh, what is the most fun or exciting thing you've done or accomplished in or through karate? Um, well, I go to karate to learn for my like kicks, my punches, different okay. combos and stuff. Don't really do anything competitive for that. Okay, absolutely. So it's for striking. That's perfect. Absolutely. That makes that makes a ton of sense. Um, as far as your wrestling, you're at you're in eighth grade and you're at Bethel Park, uh, the South Hills Wrestling Club. Um, how is wrestling going for you? Because you're ending up, I'm sure, in a lot of positions where you'd lo love to use your armbar and your submissions. What's it like being in a wrestling world where there are no where there are no submissions? Well, PA is one of the harder wrestling like states, so like. After a while, you just kind of catch on because people just start, like, grinding on you, putting pressure. So, like, I just catch on from there. Sure. How long have you been doing wrestling? Uh, I I was doing it when I was younger, like, off and on. I would join classes or practices. But in seventh grade, I took it seriously, and then I did it eighth grade because I thought it was really fun. Okay, sure. So you're still doing it now. But uh, one of the things you brought up, joining it in seventh grade, like full time, is that wrestling tends, I mean, some people start wrestling at three and four years old. And so I think it's a good challenge for you to jump in to a sport where some of the people you're wrestling, some of the guys you're wrestling will have more experience. And given your high level experience in jujitsu, I mean, 187 wins over 195 uh, matches in jujitsu, I think it's good for you to get into an environment where they have more experience than you do. That's kind of a good thing. Speaking of that, you have begun to train at uh, an MMA gym. I've actually seen some of the professional fighters uh, fight for 247 fighting championships, but you train at in uh, at Indio Dojo. Um, and so um, what's that been like for you? When, when did you start training at Indio Dojo and how's that been going? Well, my dad was like his trainer. He worked him out. And then after that, he, my dad and him became close friends. And then I started going to his gym for MMA and it was a good workout. And I was learning new things because MMA is mixed of jujitsu, punching, kicking, all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, and I had mentioned it earlier that MMA, <clears throat> as far as age goes, there's no MMA sanctioned fighting that I know of at your age range. 
Um, but what have you liked the most about that blend, bringing everything together for MMA? Um, because like I could stand up, punch kicks, and like if once it's just like I don't feel like in control, I could just take it to the ground. Or if I like in control of talk, I just keep going at it from there. Absolutely, certainly. And you mentioned knees for the Muay Thai and, and, and stand up. And obviously that's not something you can use in competition right now. Um, but what do you what do you enjoy about throwing knees? Um, we don't really throw knees. Okay. You just it's practice. More, yeah, it's more like to the body and legs. We don't really we're just practicing. No one really wants to get hurt and it's just right. learning. Yeah, absolutely. I meant more of the practice part. Yeah, certainly, and that's a big part of all levels of MMA, even pro levels of MMA. It's not really healthy or respectful to your uh, partners, your training partners, if you're throwing knees because they can really do a ton of damage. So obviously, I can see a lot of that. You know, when you talk about your training partners and your respect, you've been around a form of martial arts since you were three. Uh, what do you think you've learned as far as respect and being a good teammate through all the various martial arts you've done uh they're for they're there for you so you're there for them okay. we all build each other up before a match even if they don't do good we all go talk about it help them build back up and see what they did wrong absolutely so not only are you talking about understanding that you're there for them and they're there for you you know nobody even though you go out on the BJJ match by yourself. You're there because of everybody from your dad to your coaches, to your teammates, absolutely. Can you talk a little bit more about, I mean, obviously you're young, you're in eighth grade and a lot of uh, middle school mindset is to kind of harass or tease people when they don't do well. It's a problem, right? When, when, when you kind of poke or people kind of make fun of people if they lose or don't do well. But clearly you don't have that attitude. You have the attitude of, you might talk to somebody about what they could do better. Why, why is that your attitude to look for ways to improve when maybe somebody is not doing well? Because why would you want to put them down more when you can bring them up so they can go back out there and get second, third, do better than what they did before? Well, that's a very mature, that's a very mature answer. And it's a good answer. It's a great attitude to have at any age, not just 13, but at any age. And you also mentioned something that's important, which is progression, not per perfection. Like a big part of your sport at any of the levels, um, obviously you're very dominant in jujitsu, but at wrestling or anything is to recognize that doing, doing better doesn't mean you go from losing to winning. It might mean that you go from losing to taking third place or fourth place, like you mentioned, and you slowly um, improve. And I've, I've known some high school wrestlers when they're starting out, where their entire goal is to just not get pinned. And then they try to improve from not getting pinned, you know, and they, and they slowly build up that way, which is really important. So turning our attention back, you've got this big match March 21st in Clearwater, Florida for the um, Jits, Jits Kings. And it's actually going to be available um, for pay-per-view on Flow, Flow Wrestling, I believe. Um, and what is that going to be like for you? I know you've traveled before. So what's the farthest place you've traveled for a competition so far? Uh, California. 
Okay, so that's that is farther. That is farther than Florida. Okay, um, absolutely good. So you're you're obviously going to be traveling down to Florida. It's you're you're against a, a guy with a pretty good um, jujitsu background as well from New York. Um, so you're from the Pittsburgh area. He's from New York. How did you guys end up in Florida for this Jits Kings? Um, my dad. During the wrestling season, my dad was like, hey, hey, bud, do you want to do this thing maybe in Florida for Clearwater? I might be able to get you a spot. Oh. And, and so then they and then it, they started talking. And then maybe a couple weeks later, my dad was like, yay, you're the first one they want to come to see if you want to do this. And I decided to do it. Well, that is wonderful. It's a great attitude you have. And obviously your dad, Steve, is both your coach and your manager you know doing all those things for you i have to correct it it's flow grappling i said flow wrestling close but if anybody does want to watch it'll be on flow grappling and that's going to be obviously um a big event are there specific rules that you know i I know for example at certain age groups heel hooks are not allowed or knee bars so do you know what what submissions are or are not allowed in this a match you've got coming up? Um, I'm pretty, I really don't know, but I just know nothing like with the legs because we're younger. But, oh, okay, nothing with the legs. Okay, so that would that would be any of the leg locks. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That makes sense. Um, have you trained them? Do you know leg locks or have you been staying away from them because they're not legal? Uh, I haven't trained them yet, but I think, I think when I'm going to get older, I'm going to start moving. Slowly trans- translate into them. Sure, transitioning into them. Absolutely, Jaden. There's so much, and I think it's important. I always try to point this out. Um, having rules are to help people enjoy the sport more. That's a big part of MMA. A lot of people go, I know your dad's involved in 247 fighting championships, and a lot of people go to amateur MMA and they're like, why can't they punch them on the ground? You know, and it's because they're they're trying to keep beginner MMA fighters safe so they can get better at the sports. The same thing with BJJ. You don't want somebody tearing out their knee or having some serious injury when they're a child. Um, and obviously you'll grow into some of those other situations as you, as you develop. So, so far in your career of competing in any type, what is, what was your favorite accomplishment or favorite moment so far? Um, going to California for Worlds. Okay. That, it was my favorite part because, like, when you're on the podium, they're like, Jaden's the world champion. It was cool. The, the announcement? Like, they announced Yeah. It? Okay. And was that the Naga belt you have behind you, or was it a different world champion? Oh, uh, it's this medal right here. It's actually right behind me. Oh, well, yeah, your back was I, – I couldn't see it because your back was blocking. Okay, it does say world on yeah. it. That's very – that's very nice. Yeah, that's great. So that was a – that's a huge accomplishment, and I'm glad that that's your, that's your favorite. Now, you mentioned traveling to California a couple of different times. It was the farthest. It was the most accomplishment from getting worlds. What is it like to travel to a new area and then have to get ready for a competition? Um, it's like nervous, weird because it's like not where you're from. Yeah. So like you don't know what you're doing, kind of. You don't know where you're going. 
So it's just all new. Yeah, exactly. That's actually one of the things that most people your age that are in team sports, you know, basketball, football, baseball, they don't really travel that big until maybe they get a little bit older or on a little bit more. But obviously one of the advantages of BJJ matching is you have to be willing to travel all over to get the matches you need, which clearly you've been doing for, for years and years, uh, which is a, which is a great thing. So since I already asked you about the um, awards behind you, do you know offhand what your very first award was and how old you were when you earned it? I know you got into it early. So do you know on your rack what your first award was? I'm curious. Find it. I think it's this one. Naga, that's a Naga. Uh, looks like gold. Yeah, it's a Naga 215. 2015. Okay. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's six years ago. So you would have been, uh, yeah, so you were seven. That, that, makes, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, well, that's cool. And I'm impressed that you can just turn around and be like, well, here we, here we go. You know, you got your, all your, uh, awards behind you. That's so, that's so great. Well, let, let's ask you a question. You mentioned obviously going to a new area, you get a little nervous, get a little excited. What are you looking forward to the most about the March 21st matchup? Um, I'm looking forward because it's like a bigger event. There's going to be more kids, more matches to watch, see what different people are going to do. Maybe try it when I get back to practice meet new people, roll with them, gets, you learn from them, they learn from you. Yeah, that is such a, um, that's such a beautiful aspect of BJJ. When you go to tournaments, BJJ tends to be an environment where people help each other. You roll with other people, you, you show people certain skills and techniques, you learn from them, you teach them. It seems to be a fairly, uh, friendlier environment than some of the other uh, type of sports. So that's a, that's a really great thing. I'm glad that you have such a, a great attitude about learning and getting better. What would you like to accomplish? I mean, outside of this fight coming up March 21st on flow grappling, what would you like to accomplish within the next year or so? What, what are kind of your next couple goals you want to aim towards? Um, my probably hit the bigger tournaments. I was going to do one last year, but like COVID. Sure. Yeah. I want to hit bigger tournaments, find people that could give me a challenge. And then I could learn off from, learn off from those mistakes I did if I win, lose. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you brought up something in your, in your mention there. And that is in BJJ, um, it's more common to have tournaments, you know, where you win and keep going. Sometimes, in some of the BJJ tournaments, you actually have a two loss requirement where if you lose, you, you, you go into another and you keep, which I think is great, get some more experience. But do you prefer a tournament style or do you before the, prefer the one-on-one -on -one match? Because this one coming up is a one-on-one -on -one match. I'd probably prefer a tournament because there's more kids to go against. Sure. I still like the one-on-one, but like tournament, you get to go against more kids. Absolutely. And um, what do you like about going against more as opposed to just one? More because 
you can watch other people and you can see what they're doing in the match to prepare for what your match is. Um, there's just more action to do. It's longer, more matches, like I said. And yeah. Sure. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, when you think about this match coming up, I always like to ask all of the fighters I have or the martial artists I have on the show, I always like to ask them, who do they want to thank? Um, because a big part of any sport, particularly martial arts, is the humility to recognize that you're achieving because of, you know, other people helping you out. And, and so who are who are some of the people you want to thank, um, whether it relates to your training or whether it's just life in general? Um, my mom, dad, Steel City Martial Arts, India, like they all help me train, get ready for this, prepare. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great group. Always the family first, right? That um, you as a, you as an athlete wouldn't be much of anything if it wasn't for your family supporting you and encouraging you, whether it be in stuff with martial arts or stuff outside of martial arts, your, your greatest challenges and accomplishments are rarely inside a cage as great as, or inside on a mat, as great as that stuff is, you're going to have aspects. You're in eighth grade. You're going to have aspects in your life in high school and middle school going forward in the future that are kind of in a bigger situation than just uh, competing. But uh, it's been great having you on the show and you have a lot of knowledge, wisdom, and uh, a desire to learn, which is wonderful. Uh, what, what would be, kind of the one thing you still want to say about this match coming up May 21st as we wrap up? Um, coming for my revenge. He beat me when we were younger. So, like, just come back when we're more experienced and older. Wow. Well, I can't let that be your last thing. I'm so glad that was your last statement. I do need to ask, when did you – when did you – I didn't realize it was a rematch. When did you first meet him? We were younger. My sensei like hosts a tournament every year and he flew down from um, New York and we were young, maybe like eight, nine, probably nine. And I was, I was young, so I didn't really like, I just had one game plan. So learning, so like I went out and like he pulled guard. So I was trying to fight from there. Didn't really have much of a game plan, but now I do. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, I, I have to say, it's incredible to hear how you use your mind uh, for this, knowing that, I mean, you were eight or nine. I mean, you've had so many matches go your way with so many wins that you, you learn a lot from your losses. Clearly you have, and it's cool, I think, in any, whether it's wrestling, boxing, mixed martial arts, kickboxing, I think it's always cool with the rematch because you get to learn a lot about yourself and your preparation. So it's actually really exciting. It's a rematch. Um, I, I wish you the best um, in obviously your, your match coming up. And uh, it's been great getting somebody on that's just at this point competing in BJJ because of how important BJJ is to MMA. And a lot of times uh, people don't necessarily appreciate how valuable BJ is so it's great to hear um, all that you're putting into the BJJ um, process. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Best wishes to you and your and your coaches and everybody's going, your parents, everybody's going down with you. Uh, I hope it goes really well for you. And thanks for taking time out to come on the show. Thank you. Best wishes to you. Have a good one. Thank you.